Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, a podcast where we take a nostalgic look at movies from different generational perspectives. I'm your host, Peter, an 80s baby. I'm your co-host, Phoenix, the Millennium. Millennial. Millennial. And today we're reviewing the 1993 uh, animated family fantasy. Uh, it's directed by Henry Selleck. The story, the story is by Tim Burton, and voice actors are Danny Elfman, Chris Sarandon, Catherine O'Hara, William Hickey, Glenn Shaddix, Paul Rubens, and Ken Page. Jack Skellington, king of Halloween Town, discovers Christmas Town, but doesn't quite understand the concept. All right. And because this takes uh, place in 93, let's go back to that year and see what were some of the songs and movies uh, that were kind of popular. Uh, let's start with the music. Uh, the The number one song at that time was Mariah Carey's Dream Lover. Are you familiar with that one? No. Dream Lover, come no. and rescue. No. Okay. So even I was saying it. Uh, Meatloaf, I'm pretty sure you're not familiar with that uh, with that artist. But no. His song after that, um, Dream Lover, that was popular, was I Do Anything for Love. And then the song before it was UB40's Can't Help Falling in Love, which was a um, a cover of Elvis Presley's song, Can't Help Falling in Love. So some of the notable movies that came out around that time, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, that came out about a month after. Uh, Adam's Family Values, that came out a few weeks after... Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. So those two I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire also we, we covered. Uh, Robocop 3, Looks Who Talking, Look Who's Talking Now, which is the, the third installation in that series. Um, let's see, My Life, I think also had Michael Keaton in it. None of these really ring a bell, right, other than... Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, that's Mrs. pretty much it. Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah. So RoboCop 3, you probably haven't seen it, but obviously we covered the first RoboCop, which mm. was our very first uh, movie. And, well, I guess that's about it for that time. But 93 was a big year because, I mean, that is the same year uh, Jurassic Park came out, you know, so that uh, rolled the box office. Um, just trying to go through here. Anything else really, really big? I don't want to delve too far into the movies around that time. But, yeah, uh, Grumpy Old Men, Wayne's World 2, uh, Sister Act 2, you've seen that one. Uh, Schindler's List also came out that year. Okay, so uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Let's talk a little bit about the characters. Well, actually, this one... Okay, so this came out in 93. I was about 10 years old when it came out. I do remember watching it in the theaters. Um, how often do you recall watching it when you grew up? Uh, growing up, I knew it was one of those movies where I just wanted to watch it all the time just because, um, you know, because of the music. I always found it really... Uh exciting and easy to sing along to so I, I would say pretty often maybe like once a week okay now uh this isn't directed by tim burton but it is you know uh i think he wrote like a poem which this story is is based on did that have any influence as to why you watched this often because of the the tim burton touch to it i had no idea who tim burton was 
at the time, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but can you see some of the influences uh, watching this movie for this review? Yeah, the creepy factor was definitely there. It was. Um, and then there was like, uh, anytime you saw a snake, basically it resembled like a sand snake from like the Beetlejuice movie. Never watched it. Yeah. So uh, so you get that. And there's also like a shrunken head that was given as a present later on. Uh, that kind of made me think of Beetlejuice also. So yeah, that's something that we'll probably have to review sometime down the line as well. Uh, but Jack Skellington, let's talk about uh, this character. He uh, is voiced by Chris Sarandon, which I read he was only hired to do the spoken part because he sounded like the um, Danny Elfman who does the singing part of Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay, And Danny Elfman, you're f- familiar of? He's the one who creates the music for Tim Burton, right? Yeah, he's a, a very frequent collabor- uh, collaborator with uh, Tim Burton. And Jack is known as the Pumpkin King of uh, Halloween Town. Uh, he owns a dog named Zero. Uh, it's a ghost dog. And did you know what the uh, his nose is? Pumpkin. It, yeah, it is a pumpkin. I, I didn't know that upon reading some of the uh, the trivia for this movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a little jack-o'-lantern if you look really closely. Okay. Uh, Sally. Sally is a... Um, is a... See... Doll. She, she's a doll. She's a rag-like doll. Um... Uh, stitched together and filled with leaves, right? And the the evil scientist that created her, I guess his name is Finkelstein. I, I don't think that's Draft, was it? Draft? No, dropped. Like as oh, far dropped. as his name, like, was his it was name? dropped. Oh, was it? Yeah. See, I never caught that because it was, uh, when he was in the line to get his job assignment, the mayor would go, "Dr. Finkelstein, Dr. Finkelstein, Dr. Finkelstein, head of the line, please, Dr. Finkelstein." Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because because IMDb has him uh, credited as evil scientist. Yeah. Yeah. It was dropped. Okay. Well, very interesting. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, you, you obviously you, you just said you hadn't seen uh, Beetlejuice, but she plays the mother uh, from that movie. Um, I liked her growing up, you know, in some of the movies that she's played. She's also a common uh, player in like uh, Christopher Guest movies, uh, which you know you you don't know who that is. Um, so Doctor Finkelstein, he's a mad scientist. He is the one that created Sally. Um, let's see, the mayor of Halloween. He is, is it's kind of weird. He's got two faces. So he's mm. got like a happy face and a sad face. He's a, he's a two-face. You can call him that. And I wonder if that's, well, that's not really a nod to like Batman and, wait, Batman Forever because Tim Burton didn't do that one. Well, I wasn't I wasn't thinking of that kind of two-face. I was thinking about like, you know, two-face. Like well, this. I was trying to see if there was like a tie, uh, oh, tie-in. No. But yeah, you're right. He is two-face, which is really weird because he, he panics a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that's that works well with him being like a politician. Yeah. Uh, Oogie Boogie is kind of the villain in Halloween Town. And Santa Claus, Santa Claus is Santa Claus. Nothing different there. And I guess we could uh, kind of uh, get into it here. So um, we start off the movie uh, with the Halloween Town, right? They're seeing this is Halloween, and we're getting the introduction to the characters um, in this movie. Do you have any favorite characters or any of the characters stand out that you really like the um the uh the concept for, you know, like the way they look? Um not really. Everyone just kind of like, I don't know, not, no one really stuck out to me that I really thought was amazing. Okay. Um, one of the characters I liked, it looked like a uh he looked like a ogre, you know, that doesn't quite look so bright and he's got an axe in his head. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kinda, that's a zombie. Oh, he's a zombie. Okay, I like the way he looks. And I want to say later on, I saw somebody that kind of reminded me of Pugsley from Adam's Family. You know, the the, the heavy, the kid, the son. You know, Uh he's wearing like a striped shirt, a black and white striped shirt. And his eyes are like weird. Not really, but in the the Nightmare Before Christmas, there's a character that looks kind of like him that I guess could also be a zombie. But the the shirt was kind of what made me, uh, remind me of Pugsley. Oh, no, 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 I wasn't talking about Pugsy with his eyes looking weird. I was talking about the little kid in Nightmare. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, maybe, you know, maybe he's a zombie or something. Uh, I don't think he has any speaking roles, but I do see him, like, during the musical numbers. Um, what did you think of the introduction of Jack Skellington rising from this mount, uh, fountain? That was nice. Um, it's kind of a cool effect. Yeah, it was a cool effect. Uh, yeah, not, not, nothing to say about that. What do you think about it being stop motion? Uh, it was really smooth. You know, yeah, you, you couldn't really tell it was unless you really thought about it and paid attention to it. Otherwise, it would looked uh, really put together well. Yeah, I'm sure the post production or actually the production of it was uh, it, it took a, a long time. I mean, this movie's only like uh, like an hour and a quarter, but they must have taken a lot of time. You know, making all these very intricate movements to uh, to the pieces. Now, um, obviously, this came out in '93, so this is what 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer the stop motion look, or do you like the computer animation? You know, like Toy Story and stuff. What do you think uh, has a better look? Not not wh- like what looks more real, but like what's your what's your preference? Like in the way they yeah, look. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I would have to say because this is '93, right? And you you just said it was pretty smooth, very seamless. You know, as far as their transitions and movements, I'd probably pick this one. Yeah, the way that uh, Jack Skellington moves later on in the movie, it's just I like the way it looks compared to you know Toy Story, the way Woody would look. Yeah, there's a little authenticity mm-hmm. to to the look of the um, the stop motion because all the set pieces they're miniatures, right? Yeah, so they're actual real pieces. Like when you when you see, when you see Christmas Town for the first time, it's really. Uh, a really small, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, set model. Setting. model. It's a really small setting. Okay. Um, you know, he, he's in the distance, but you could see that it's just a small town. And in the back, you can see the mountains. They don't really look that uh, mountainy. I you could say Mountainous, it just, it just yeah. looks like a it looks like the background. Okay. Like a little wall. Okay. Um, the the first time we see Sally, they're out in the in the in town, and uh, we see uh, Doctor Doctor Finkelstein. And um, it, it's it's kind of funny because I, I guess she escaped or something, and he was trying to get her back home, and then like he's tugging on her her arm, and she pulls the the stitch off, you know, to to allow herself free. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it was just a cool thing. I, I didn't have uh, any thoughts on that really. I just thought it was a it, it was very interesting that every time she gets away, I'm like, couldn't you put her together with something a little bit different other than just stitches? Yeah. What do you think? Well, uh, well um, what she's else a, would she, you put her in? Yeah, I mean, she's a rag doll. I mean, maybe staples or or uh, hot glue. <laughs> maybe you use something, uh, some other material where you can actually, like, glue or nail her. Well, staples, you know, you could just take it out also. It might be a little bit tougher to remove, though, you know, as, uh, as opposed to, like, stitches. Okay, uh, so Jack is tired of the same old thing every year. And, you know, he has a musical number here where he's in the cemetery. You know, we also get the introduction of Zero at this point. And Sally happens to be there, and while listening to his song, she um, she basically can fathom what he's going through. Mm-hmm. 
right? So this is where she kind of gets a little connection with him. She she totally gets him. She understands him, right? Um, so she she gets where he's coming from, and then we cut to a scene where um, where she's putting like nightshade into Doctor Finkelstein's tea to get out. What do you think about this whole thing? Apparently, uh, he thinks that this is the second time she's done it, but she she corrects him three. You know, so it's it's a constant thing with her, mm-hmm. uh, always trying to sneak out. So, what do you think about the relationship between Doctor Finkelstein and Sally? I didn't think too much of it. I just thought, you know, how could she? How could he bring her to life with leaves and whatever she's made out of, like electricity? That's a good point. Like, we don't know if she has an actual brain, right? Yeah. We got to think that she does because she she's pretty clever. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, I'm jumping a little bit ahead here, but when she locks, when he locks her up, you know, for, for you know, continuing to sneak out, she fun- she's pretty resourceful. Even being locked up in that little room, you know, she makes like some kind of bottle of some kind of drink for Jack, mm-hmm. right? So she she's pretty she's pretty clever. Um, there's a there's a scene where the mayor goes to see Jack and he's not home, and I kind of mentioned this uh, where you know the the mayor you know he causes a lot of panic you know for himself for the for the town and he's always jumping to conclusions um jack wanders off so far that he finds like this circle of holiday holiday trees you know with like uh, doors holiday symbol doors yeah um it's kind of, kind of interesting but they all have so do you think in these other towns they have a very similar thing where it's just a circle of trees with the holiday doors I don't know. That's what I was thinking during the movie. Like, how does, like, like Jack gets back to Halloween Town from Christmas Town or pretty much our? T- I don't. I don't even know. Um, is it all the same same place? Is it this is all on one Earth or one world or one land? It, I think I feel like if it's like one or dimension, if it was like one planet, let's say, then that means that each of these towns would be looked at as like continents I guess so I feel like once he steps into a door there's like one neutral place where everybody has that door but how do you how does one walk to this place I guess is a good question um but yeah no that's you you, I think you got me stumped there I'm not so sure I feel like maybe everybody just has a certain spot in their own land that has you know very similar trees and once you walk into once you walk well, he doesn't even walk out of Halloween Land and come out of like Halloween Town's tree, right? No. Yeah. Um, also, Maybe, you know, mm. when later in the movie he goes through a cemetery, you know, cemetery doors. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. How, how does that even happen? That's just convenient. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's a very good point you make. Uh, not a whole lot of rules set up for for the. Uh, space traveling I guess you can call it um, because what happens when he goes through that door he falls down like a really big hole right kind of like in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey you know where they're they're falling forever just to go to hell uh, it's, it's kind of like that right didn't he fall quite a bit to, to in, before he landed like in snow it was like a good 10 seconds yeah so I mean so it's it's a pretty big drop so in hollow in Christmas town he has to go find a similar area right with with a bunch of holiday trees as well I don't, I don't even know but yeah. does that does that mean every single place has that I'm not sure I would like a listener that has a theory or may even know you know and that maybe we missed it to write in and kind of explain how does one get from one land to the other um 
And then we get the musical number, what's this? Uh, anything you caught during this number at all? Like uh, just anything that happened? Obviously, he has never seen snow before. He's seen kids play, uh, throwing snowballs at each other. Um, he is he is flabbergasted, I guess, that there is nothing under kids' beds, you know, i.e. a boogeyman, you know, or... I, I See, I hadn't seen this in a while, and I kind of misremember things. I thought there was a lot of misconceptions once he got there. Instead, he's just kind of questioning what things are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only big misconception here is calling Santa Claus Sandy Claus. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of gets everything else uh, almost at face value. Yeah. Because Jack, Jack's a pretty smart guy. You know, he's trying to mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out Christmas once he gets back home. You know, he's succeeding, I suppose. But uh, he, he seems to figure things out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where, um, again, everyone's looking for Jack back in Halloween Town. It kind of cuts back and forth right now while he's missing. And they sound the alarm, which uh, Sally, again, tries to escape. And I just like this one part, and I remember this in the trailer, too, uh, as a kid, that uh, Dr. Fingelstein, he opens up his head and just to like massage his brain a little bit or mm-hmm. scratch it. I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of interesting. That was kind of cool. Um, what do you think about the soup scene where um, Sally tries to serve him some soup? I don't know why when I was younger, but I always wanted to try that soup just because of the way it looked. What about the way he ate it? You know, he just scarfed it all up. That's 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 another thing that made me want to eat it. Like, yeah. wow, that looks good. Now, I, okay, so th- this this scene was a little weird for me because she puts um, frog breath, right, into the soup to uh-huh. disguise the smell of nightshade. Right. Right? So when she serves him the bowl of soup, he he's like, oh, warm whatever it is, uh-huh. right? And he's Worms like, work. okay, yeah. And then he say he says frog's breath, you know, and he, and he's very suspicious because she uses that. And she's like, what, what what's the problem? I, I thought you liked frog's breath, but like, um, how does one enjoy frog's breath? Because it's just like fumes, right? Um, it's like uh, think of it as perfume or cologne. Yeah, but how do you? How does one enjoy it as like as consumption? I guess. Well, uh. Or maybe he just likes to smell. It's, it's like, um, you never had those spray candies, have you? Spray candy. Uh, well, I've had like banaca, like you know, stuff like that. You well, mean, like, yeah. So breath spray. Think of it as, uh, you know, just kind of like you're uh, pouring something into the soup. It's like uh, sriracha sauce, you know, in a spray bottle. You're just spraying okay. it, and it's like a uh, flavor. Okay. All right. All right. I'll buy that. Um, so Jack uh, gets back to Halloween Town, and he asks the mayor to call the town meeting to tell them about Christmas. And so he tells them about a present, uh, an oversized sock, you know, which is actually a, a stocking, and uh, and talks about Sandy Claus. Was there anything else that I missed that he kind of teaches them? The lights on the Christmas tree. Okay. Yeah. Um, which. That's something that I don't even think he really needs to teach because they have lights and decorations like that during Christmas. But I get it, you know, different color schemes and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he uh, tries to school himself uh, more on Christmas by reading books, which, where do you think he got these books? Do you think he went to Christmas Town to get these books? Yes, yeah. because he took a lot of stuff from Christmas Town. You know, okay. he, he, had a, he had a giant bag of things. Pretty, pretty uh, uh, like, big stack of books, including, like, uh, Charles Dickens' like, A Christmas Carol and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of reading, but he does get to reading like this book, uh, like a scientific method or something like that, and then gets the idea to go to um, to see Doctor Finkelstein to borrow some equipment, you know, to make it to do to I guess to perform a series of uh, experiments. And um, 
what were some of the experiments experiments that he did? I I remember one where he cuts up like a teddy bear to see what was inside it. So he cuts up a teddy bear. He puts a what's it called? Uh, this type of berry under the microscope. Oh right, he yeah, like like the the berry from like a holly or something. Yeah, yeah. Berry, berry from a holly. Um, he broke uh, an ornament into like a million pieces. He crushed. He crushed it. Crushed, he crushed it, an yeah. ornament, and then he uh, put in some type of liquid to uh, see it let up. Yeah. Um. What was the last thing that he did? I, I, I know there was at least four different experiments. Um, yeah, basically. Oh, he he, uh, he put a candy cane into ah, some boiling right. water, and it wilted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that was a kind of a neat uh, um, uh, experiment. Experiment, but a neat visual. You know, oh, yeah. you just like you know, it's because you know we all know candy canes are hard, so you yeah. put it into some kind of solution mm-hmm. that made it wilt like a flower. So yeah. that was really funny. Um, yeah, so so basically, he's just trying to figure out what is Christmas all about. Like, why does it exist? Why are kids and whatever? Why do they celebrate it, right? And he can't figure it out for the life of him from you know performing these experiments. Mm-hmm. So uh, even while locked up, Sally is uh, still resourceful. Okay, and um, she sneaks out. What do you think about her jumping out of the window, the way she did to escape? Uh, she seems like she knows what she was doing. Yeah. I I wonder if she's done it before, because we're assuming this is like her fourth escape, at least. You know, it sounds like she does it often. If it, if she did do it before, I would imagine that Dr. Finkelstein would put some type of protective like bars, bars yeah. over the window. So I'm yeah. assuming she hasn't done that before. I thought it was pretty cool. She uh, breaks into pieces, which is kind of, kind of a, not really a disturbing, um, Visual. I I hate to keep saying that word, but uh, yeah, she does like break into a bunch of different pieces, and you're like, oh no, she's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But you know, she does kind of awaken and and sews herself back up from like a like a thimble, no, not thimble, but like a uh, a spool of thread. Yeah. Would have sucked if both of her arms fell off. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting thing to use uh, use leaves as uh, stuffing Mm -hmm. because uh, it can dry, it can crunch. You know, I don't think it's the the greatest. Thing to use. I don't see why he couldn't use like cotton or you know other rags or anything like that. Um, okay, so she picks up a flower uh, in one scene and it turns into a Christmas tree and burns. So things. I, at first about her giving this stuff to Jack. Yeah, I, I, I okay. Um, so she goes to drop off a basket uh, to Jack. You know, he looks out the window because she uh, raises this basket up there. You got like a bottle of something. Right, you got a fish bones, yeah. Which I thought was interesting because I was all like, "Wait, there's no meat on there." I'm like, "Well, he's also a skeleton." So, so is it a joke or is it food? I think I think it's food because, like, you know, what's he gonna do with like protein and stuff like that? So he can just chew on fish bones. I guess would be nutritious for him. I don't know because where would it go? He's just a skeleton, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you get anything else from that? I mean, I know he looks out the window. And she's gone. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so this uh, the the tree burning, the the Christmas tree burning that 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 she sees. At first, I was like, "Are things changing in a Halloween town?" But we soon to find out that she gets like premonitions, right? Like she gets visions of of things, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of I don't know how. I don't think it's ever explained, but because of leaves, because of leaves, magical leaves, magical leaves. Yeah. Um, Okay, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why did you make like a tree and leave? Wait, no. Well, that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah, it's supposed to go. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, all right. So Jack wants uh, the fun of Christmas to be shared and declares that this is the year that Christmas will be theirs. And I took that as kind of, kind of um, maniacal. No, not maniacal, but uh, de- de- diabolical. Diabolical. Thank you. That's the word. Yeah. So I took that as kind of a bad thing. And at first, I thought I thought they were gonna turn Halloween Town into something like a Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. Am I mistaken? Yes. No. Okay. No. Because <laughs> I, have we gotten to the part where yeah? So there's a, a series of scenes where Jack has like the the townsfolk lined up, you know, and he's asking them to build certain things. Right. He tasks Doctor Finkelstein to make him some reindeers, and then he asks like Sally to make him the. Um, the Santa suit, you know, and she tries to tell him about the vision and stuff. And uh, there's a little miscommunication there because she's like, you know, it's a, it's a terrible idea. And she's referring to like the whole idea of Christmas. And he thinks she's talking about the, the Santa suit. But um, so like, so basically he's going to take over Christmas Town. Is that his plan? Because he tries to go over there as Santa Claus. Like what about his, what about Halloween Town? Jack? Yeah. Is he trying to take over Christmas Town? Is right. That yeah. Um. I don't think he's trying to take over Christmas Town. I think he's just trying to be Santa Claus. Yeah, but but what about Halloween Town? Why doesn't he just be Santa Claus there, or Sandy Claus, I should say? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So um, he tells what what, what did you call those kids? Those kids with the masks. Uh, Are they called something? Lock, shock, and barrel. Okay. So uh, one of them is actually uh, Paul Rubens, who voices Pee Wee Herman. And um, Jack tells them to go kidnap Santa Claus. The Oogie Boogie Kids. Okay. And so by kidnapping Santa Claus, that's the only way Jack can kind of step in as Sandy Claus, as he thought he was called. So um, we get a quick, uh, a brief scene of the evil scientist, uh, Finkelstein, and apparently he has an Igor, too. Mm-hmm. So they should have just called him Frankenstein, I guess. I mean, they should have called Igor something else. But uh, Igor. Igor. Do you know where that joke comes from? Which one? Igor. Oh, you didn't know that was a joke. Uh oh, with his uh, or Igor. No, there's uh, you know that movie, um, Young Frankenstein. Uh, I know of it. Yeah, so it's a it's a Mel Brooks movie, and Mel Brooks also did Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. So uh, young F- Frankenstein, Frankenstein. See, I keep mixing it up because in the movie he is a uh, like a great great grandson of Doctor Frankenstein, and to distance himself from that reputation, he calls himself Frankenstein. Frankenstein. So so every time they're like, "Oh, you're Doctor Frankenstein," he goes, "No, Frankenstein." So it's an idiot. Yeah, he he's kind of he's not well. Kind of, you know, he he's played, you know, kind of, kind of moronic, but you know, he's he is still a mad scientist. Uh-huh. So later on, he goes to the castle and he meets uh, who he, he's like, oh, you must be Igor. He goes, no, it's pronounced Igor. You know, because oh, okay, yeah, because he was trying to say uh, Frankenstein the the whole time. Uh-huh. So um, so when you said Igor, I thought maybe you had seen Young Frankenstein. You know, uh, but yeah, that was a really funny joke. Anytime like Igor is on is on screen, he's pretty funny. Uh, his his hump on his back like changes position every time you see him. So Is that's, it on purpose. Yeah, it's a running joke Uh-oh. on that show. I mean, come on, Mel Brooks, right? We're used to like all, all the silly stuff on uh, on Spaceballs. Oh, when you say Mel Gr- Brooks, I keep on thinking of Mel Gibson. Oh, yep, yep, completely different guy. <laughs> um, all right, so th- th- there's a um, you know we get a montage of them. At, at least that's what I thought they were trying to prepare for Christmas for their own town, but apparently not. But uh, I pointed out that their clock resembles the clock tower from Back to the Future. 
So I needed but to get that dig in. Tim Burton had no nothing to do with it. No, um, no, you're right. You're right. And I'm not going to go anywhere with that. It, however, no, no, I won't. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we we noticed that it takes them all year long to prepare for Halloween, right? So it's taking them all year long to prepare for Christmas. Or a few months long. Now, do you think their real time is slower than ours? Because from this montage, it appears to be a few weeks, maybe a couple months. I think their time is faster than ours. But if their time is faster, that means we're moving extremely slow, right? A year for us is a long time. So if it's a few weeks for them, their time must be moving extremely slow in our real time. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So do you think their time moves slower? Yes. Okay. That's kind of an interesting thing, though. You know, I like to see something where they maybe hibernate for like for nine months and then they prepare like, you know, three months or something. Yeah, I'm curious, though. So they have one day of Halloween Mm -hmm. and then they have 364 days to just do just plan for the next one. Like, that's it. So that's why I think that they're in real time for them. They're moving a lot slower than us. And this makes it more confusing because this since Santa Claus and Christmas time exists in our world, that would mean this Halloween time would have to exist in our world. Yes. So when Halloween happens, what do these guys do? Do they just have their own party in Halloween time? Do they, do they not go out into the world? They probably do in the form of like ghouls and goblins. As we, I don't know. <laughs> did, did, and then it's getting the, too deep here with the, with the boogeyman in the dreams. Like there you he, go. Does he just stay in Halloween Town or what? what? Maybe maybe they uh, appear in our dreams during Halloween time. You know. Uh, or what about what? Kind of like Monsters Inc. What about the other times of the year? <laughs> uh, I don't know. This makes no sense. So. Jack and Santa meet for the first time. He noticed that uh, Santa Claus has extremely small hands, but not claws. Mm-hmm. Did you know? I I was a little surprised that Santa Claus has ex- extremely small hands. Yeah, they're they're tiny. How, probably, how do you handle uh, presents? You know, with small hands. It's probably that. So he goes faster. Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Could be. It's just it's it's a weird uh, proportion. You know, yeah. like um, it's probably on purpose. I'm sure it is. Uh, so they decide to send Santa on vacation and tells the kids to not take him to Oogie Boogie, but they do anyway, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Sally tries to stop um, stop Jack. You know, obviously she's been having a bad feeling the entire movie, and uh, we we see Doctor Finkelstein working on possibly a clone of himself? Question mark. Wife. Well, we don't know that yet. Yeah, we do. Well, she looked it. It because it, he ba- said he says you, my darling. Oh, really? Are going to be better than well, that treacherous? You Sally. know, it could be a term of endearment, and then you know, like it, it could have still been a male. You no, know, it's just my darling is like my project, my he creation. Was, he was uh, looking for heads, and all of them had eyelashes, so they were all female heads. Oh, okay, so I, I completely missed that there. But uh, yeah, the I, I do like how he gives her half his brain, so she's, you know like his better half kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So a little symbolic there perhaps. Um okay. Um, we 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 also missed the part about uh the Easter bunny. Oh, you can bring it up. I I didn't write it down cuz it wasn't really that big of a deal. Okay, it's okay then. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they kidnapped the Easter bunny. It, it's kind of cute, you know, he's scared and Jack's like, "No, you know, take him back. This is the wrong person." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh clearly no Sandy Claus on an Easter bunny. Yeah. So I wonder I wonder what he was doing when the kids kidnapped him. <laughs> 
and and why it's they not, it's not Easter time. Why did they decide to go through the egg, uh, the door with the egg on it? <laughs> That'd be kind of interesting to to see that that Robin, deleted scene. Robin laid an egg. I don't <laughs> yeah, <know>. sure. <laughs> okay, um, so Santa and the boogeyman. Uh, did you find him scary? Because when we first see him, you know. He almost looks like uh, like a real person inside, like a costume, you know, because of the like the black light look to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's kind of like highlighted in neon and stuff like that. I didn't like really find him that scary. It was just the design of him. He was like a big pillow. Kinda, yeah. I didn't find him scary either until like towards the end uh, mm-hmm. of like his his song. So yeah, towards the end. That that was my only question. Was it, you know I was like, wasn't he supposed to be scary? Because he didn't really come off that scary to me. Yeah. Um, Sally comes up with a. Uh, a plan to foil Jack's plan. You know, she decides to pour fog into that fountain, and that kind of um, puts a little fog in his plan a little bit. <laughs> in one makes foggy his... Christmas Eve. Hey, look at that! I like that tie-in. But um, Zero, having a very similar nose to Rudolph, Jack gets the idea to use him as Rudolph to to, to guide him out, say... or Jack him to say. Yep. Yep. And so off they go, and so it was only foiled. Uh, Ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you have any comments on Jack's sleigh? Uh, it's a, a coffin. coffin. Yep. <laughs> yeah, other than that, not... Other than that, not really. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then his reindeers are actually just skeletons. Mm-hmm. Uh, reindeers. Yeah. Um, all right. So, the first gift we mentioned, a shrunken head, right? It looks like the uh, the one from... Like, you know, that character, well, you don't know, but to the listeners, the at the very end of Be- Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is sitting by this guy with a shrunken head. That's that's what that head looks like. And then uh, and then we see a scene like at the police station, the the police are getting calls, apparently getting uh, people getting attacked by toys. So Jack yeah, is raising only, havoc. There's only uh, one police officer in the police station taking on the phone cars or phone calls. That's a little, uh, so it's a little, uh. Perhaps most people have the night off because it's it's oh, Christmas town. That makes sense. Not a lot of things happen there, right? Because it's supposed to be a happy place. Everyone's probably on the nice list. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. All right, but I do find it interesting that uh, everybody in Halloween Town seems to be looking at this well or something that that kind of kind of shows them what's going on in Christmas Town with Jack. What are they oh, looking it's at? Oh, it's a witch's cauldron. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so I think it's interesting that they happen to be watching what's going on. And Sally, you know, she's kind of worried because, like, there's, like, a news report, you know, saying that uh, this person needs to be stopped, you know, because he's not, like, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And so she decides that only Santa can save Jack. And so Operation Rescue Santa, do you want to talk about that, uh, her going to rescue him? Uh, well, um, you know, she Let's she start goes... with that leg. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, she peeks a leg through uh, a the little gate. A gil- yeah, yeah. A little, a little gate to Oogie Boogie's lair, which uh, leads me to wonder why is Oogie Boogie trapped down there? Like, is he yeah. is he trapped down there? Or is, I don't. I, I don't think know. that's just his lair. But yeah, yeah he gets distracted by this yeah. one leg mm-hmm. like sticking in the gate. <laughs> like he doesn't find it suspicious. He just <laughs> Sally just she takes off her leg and puts it through the gate, and then she tries to go to the other side where Santa is and tries to untie him. But uh, do you think? Oogie Boogie has a foot fetish. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to say he does because he tries to take off his shoe and tickle her. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of interesting. Um, I mean, worst nightmares. There you go. Yeah. So it, the, the, uh, Sally's hands are detached and she's freeing Santa Claus. And then I think her body is somewhere else. So this is kind of interesting. Like we get to see how she actually, she can still control like 
parts of her body if they're unstitched. Why couldn't she have done that earlier, you know, when she's like locked up and stuff? Why couldn't she just take off one hand and have that open the door on the other side or something? You know, why jump out the window? So yeah. it's, they're kind of playing loose with like the rules of what Sally can or cannot do mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, the mayor, again, announces bad news because they saw Jack getting shot in the air by rockets or missile, missiles. Missiles. Yeah. And so here he goes again, jumping to conclusion, assumes that Jack is already dead. You know, from years of watching movies and TV, you need to see the body first, right? Mm-hmm. So this mayor, uh, someone needs to elect somebody else. <laughs> so that's my opinion there. And... Also, at the same time, in Christmas Town, they're announcing that uh, Santa still uh, hasn't been found. Um, but then we see Jack is, you know, fine. He uh, crash landed, has a musical number, and decides that uh, Santa can still save Christmas. There's still time. What is there still time for? Like, to be, I mean, is he talking about like well, Christmas uh, Day? You is- know, every, everyone's. Uh... Christmas dreams, I would say. You know, you see all these kids crying because Santa Claus can already be found. Blah blah blah. Christmas is ruined. So when is it too late? When it's the Christmas. day after Christmas. The day, the day of Christmas, because that's when everyone's oh, you're right. awakened. Okay. And opening presents. Okay. All right. So Jack goes to see Oogie Boogie. Uh, apparently, he knew that that's where Santa was, even though he told the kids not to take Santa down there. But I. We'll skip over how he knows that Santa is down there, right? But in this scene, because this is the first time we see Boogie, we'll, we'll call him Boogie, mm-hmm. and Jack together. Now, do they have beef? It looks like they do. That's probably why Boogie is down there. Ah, maybe Jack sent him away mm-hmm. for being too Boogie. Oogie. Too <laughs> gambling. Is that something that was mentioned? It, well, he has a gambling problem. Okay. We know that much. Maybe... Mm. uh I don't know. Boogie was cheating too much and just, I don't know, probably uh-huh. a ba- bad bad figure. Okay. Or Boogie could have been uh, Pumpkin King. And Jack and took Jack over? And Jack vied for them. Okay. What do you think about what uh, Boogie looks like underneath his cloth? Ugly. Pretty. That That's scary. Oogie Boogie Ugly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a bunch top. of bugs and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of uh, the scene in More Combat... Annihilation, I want to say. Was that the one with Reptile with, with all the bugs, or was that the first one? Uh, Reptile didn't show up until the second movie. Okay, so do you know what scene I'm talking about, where yeah. like Liu Kang is fighting him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he turns from like, um, you know, like the human form into like all the little bugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it reminded me of. So, uh, Jack saves the day, well, saves Santa anyway, and Santa, you know, throws a little shade and, you know, uh. Decides to leave, and we thought this was both kind of funny. Did did it, did it seem like he plugged his nose and took a dive upwards? Yeah, kind of up a, of a chimney kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Jack and Sally are rescued, and all is well in Halloween Town. So the movie ends with uh, the evil scientist, you know, making Jewel is is what he names her, right? And then also we get a scene of Jack and Sally singing to each other on that cliff. I guess we can call it. It's called a uh, living slide. Okay, sure. Uh, what do you think about the uh, relationship of Jack and Sally? Romeo and Juliet. The, the love story. So they, well, I I wouldn't say Romeo and Juliet because those are two families and they were not No, I'm, I'm talking about together. the concept of their love. They only met, they didn't, 
like you don't know how long Sally and Jack have known each other if they even have. It, it you know it spe- doesn't it doesn't seem like they know each other. To piggyback on that, um, because when we first see uh, them in the cemetery where Sally's listening to him singing and she's just. You know, I, I didn't even think that, like, oh, how did she know his name? You know, I just assumed they knew each other. Well, I mean, but, everyone knows Jack. Sure, he's, he's the pumpkin, pumpkin king. king. But but uh, when she went to go deliver that basket of goods, like, he looked down as if, like, he didn't know her. You mm-hmm. know, just kind of like, oh, well, well, thank you. You know, thank you, miss. You know, and she disappeared. That, yeah. that kind of thing. That's what I got from that scene. That's what I was thinking. But then... Later on, when uh, he has the townsfolk, mm-hmm. you know. She says, Sally, here. Yeah, he's like, Sally, this. I would like you to make this because he apparently knows that she's good at making clothes or something. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay, so do they know each other? So that was a little weird. But here, the, the thing was, again, I haven't seen this in a long time. And I always thought that their their love story was a little bit bigger than what it actually appears to be upon this viewing because uh you know that song by blink 182 uh i miss you no because there's there's a line in there where he references jack and sally so i thought that was an interesting reference because i was like oh right because you know the, the, the love story and then like watching this i was kind of waiting for it i was like it's there's really no love story to jack and sally so I'll i'll have to play that song for you and see what you think about it but there was just a reference to those two or and I wonder if maybe it was used in that in that song just because like the characters themselves, you know, it's a, it's a skeleton and a rag doll, you know, just got an unconventional pairing, or something like that. It's kind of what I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You ready to give this a rating? Uh, sure. Do you want to go first or what? No, go ahead. All right. Let's see. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Um, the uh the music is, is still very. I still remembered a lot of the words. There were some songs that I barely remembered. So I don't watch this too often, but I enjoyed this viewing enough that uh, maybe this could make it into like a rotation of Christmas movies an- annually. You know, just throw it on the background because of the music as well. The um, What I like about the Danny Elfman score in here is that um, it's not like... Do you, do you like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? With Johnny Depp or the original? Yeah, the Johnny Depp. Uh, I haven't seen it since it first came out, so I would say it's good. Well, here's the thing. I don't feel like any of the songs in there, like, are really memorable at all. The only thing I remember are the... Weird Oompa Loompas? The Weird Oompa Loompas. But, yeah, I don't feel like their songs are catchy, even like a like an annoying catchy. The songs uh, in here, they're all really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't feel like they, you know, can get old at all. You know, almost like Christmas carols. You sing them every year and, it, you know, it's still fine. But, yeah, I like the, the stop motion look to it. Uh, I think the story is fun. The characters are all really uh, fun as well. Uh, I'm going to give this a... I'm going to give this a four and a half. I, I think they did uh, a really good job at... Um, building this world, you know, of Halloween Town and also Christmas Town, and I think a lot of thought went into it, and a lot of hard work went to it, into it, and it really shows. So, and I, I got to give them a little credit for trying to uh, match up, like the voice actor of Jack and also the singing voice, you know, of Danny Elfman too. So I think four and a half. Yeah, four and a half is probably what I was going to give it to. Um... You know, this is uh, one of my favorite childhood movies growing up. It's not too far from behind The Lion King, which is probably... No, that, that'd that be Monsters, Inc. Um, 
yeah, it's not too far from my favorite childhood movie. Uh, you know, the music is really fun. I always loved it growing up. Uh, I'd watch this a lot more and not get bored. Okay, so so we we both go four and a half on it. Mm-hmm. All right, well there you go. Um, okay, so we don't have a movie in mind uh, yet, but um, actually, well I do have it in mind, but it just depends on on our scheduling on there. So uh, yeah, this one came out a little late. I'm sure nobody is uh, you know upset about that because you know we were all spending times with our family during the holiday. So this is a uh, a delayed ho- holiday special episode. I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. All right. So like uh, our snow, like our snow. Yeah, like it came. Our, well, our snow. Yeah, you're right. Our snow did come a couple of days after Christmas, um, and it didn't stick. So I guess nope. we're okay for now. Mm-hmm. So to stay updated on our latest content, please visit Following Films for uh, you know our show Hydrate Level Four. Uh, also on there, you can find shows such as Original Remake, Pop Culture Case Study, True Bromance Film Podcast, War Machine vs. War Horse. Second Class Cinema, and Cinematic for the People. If you want to check out my uh, other shows, uh, there's Back to the Future, the animated series, at barrenspace.com backslash bttf. All of these are on iTunes and Stitcher, by the way. And also, we got five that I host with Devin Weekly, where we pick a, a topic, uh, where we pick a topic, and we create a list of our five favorites. So check that out at courttemparts.com. We also have a group page if you want to Uh, find an easier access to submit your lists so um until the next episode i'm peter i'm phoenix and this is hydrate level four what's this what's this there's color everywhere what's this there's white things in the air what's this i can't believe my eyes i must be dreaming wake up jack this isn't fair what's this what's this what's this there's something very wrong what's this there's people singing songs what's this the streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? What's this? There's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. They're busy building toys and absolutely no one's dead. There's frost in every window. Oh, I can't believe my eyes. And in my bones I feel the warmth that's coming from inside. Oh, look. What's this? The hanging mistletoe. They kiss? Why, that looks so unique. Inspired! The gathering around here is story roasting chestnuts on a fire. What's this? What's this? In here, they've got a little tree. How queer! And who would ever think? And why? They're covering it with tiny little things. They've got electric lights on strings, and there's a smile on everyone. So now correct me if I'm wrong. This looks like fun, this looks like fun. Oh, could it be I got my wish? What's this? Oh my, what now? The children are asleep. But look, there's nothing underneath. No ghouls, no witches here to scream and scare them or ensnare them. Only little cozy things secure inside their dreams.